Suspend your disbelief. Let yourself be led down a path into the world of the paranormal, where ghosts, shadow people, cryptids, aliens, and all things supernatural dominate. Immerse yourself in a dimension of ominous trepidation with your hosts, Dan, Danny, and Rachel. Welcome to the Phantom Faction Podcast. Hey, welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm Rachel. And here we are together once again via Zoom and uh, ready to do uh, another podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been, been a while. Been a little while. Life, life gets in the way sometimes, as we say. Yeah. And the nice weather, too. You know, hopefully that weather will keep up. If I had a wish, though, I'd wish the gas prices would drop. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. But yeah. So, someone will save us one day. Rachel yeah. back from a trip again? Yep. Yeah. I know. What is, you know. Scotland and Nova Scotia. Scotland to New Scotland, Rachel. Exactly. That's how I was doing. Right? There the you go. Old to the new. Just one and did you connect with any spirits in, in Nova Scotia this time around? Like you did in Scotland? Just the liquor kind. Just, oh, just the, the liquor kind. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so the, the, the Nova Scotia spirits gave you a bit of a break, not like the ones in Scotland. Yes, yes. We had a little oh, break. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, in my quest to uh, secure us um, fascinating guests, I stumbled upon this gentleman today. His name is Darren Donahue, uh, and his the little bio that he has sent me. He is a former military policeman, and now he's a spiritual medium, an animal communicator. That sounds interesting. And paranormal investigator. He's done countless clearings and paranormal investigations, and with the technology used, has produced some interesting videos and pictures of paranormal activity. Darren. Welcome to the Phantom Faction Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, folks. Appreciate it. Thank you, Darren. Uh, you're from you're from Edmonton, Alberta. Sad to hear about the, the poor Oilers. Uh, <laughs> what can, what can we say? Uh, they're still not as bad as the Maple Leafs, which which is saying something. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we got got past two rounds, I guess, but uh, a couple of adjustments. So hopefully, we'll be there. And uh, your uh, fellow on Ontarian there. Uh, Connor McDavid's been leading us well, so let's, well, let's better things next year. I was yeah. hopeful that we were going to see a Canadian team in the in the Stanley Cup Finals. Darren, you went from military police to being a, a spiritual medium. Mm. Uh, that's quite the uh, the leap, quite the change in careers. Uh, how does that happen? Well, it happened over quite a period of time, to be honest with you. Um, I uh, I started having visions and so forth when I was in high school, and they came in the form of dreams and premonitions and that's kind of how uh, my spiritual side started for me. Um, but, um, you know, it was very, very um, subtle things, you know, uh, day by day. And I remember going into social class every morning and they, Oh, what'd you dream about today? And to see if it came true. And it was all pretty subtle. And then one day I had a dream that a roller coaster went off the track and killed three people. And then that uh, next day, West Ham to Mall, that's what happened. And my brother-in-law was uh, on the police. He was uh, one of the first responders. So, and now it's like, oh, oh, shit's getting real now. So, I back then, to be honest, it, it scared me. I, I didn't, um, I didn't, I don't even think we had internet back then. I'm that old, so <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I don't even know. Like, there wasn't really anybody to go to, and and uh, you know, kind of mentor me or anything like that. And <clears throat> of course, sometimes when we become awoke and we we get our abilities, sometimes Team Dark tries to come knocking at the door and and sway you or you know get you away from trying to healing and helping people. So 
you know, it was a little scary at the time. So I turned it off or I thought I turned it off, but dummy Darren back then didn't know that there's more than one way that uh, spirit can communicate. So <laughs> I maybe turned down my clairvoyance, but still got messages and stuff. And anyways, I, I went into the military police after that. And, uh, you know, I, I had some pretty interesting files and things happen and, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, everybody in my unit used to call me a shit magnet because things would just happen in front of me and you know back then I probably thought I was some young hotshot or whatever but in reality I'm not that smart so <laughs> I almost felt like I was always pointed in the right direction by spirit and uh yeah and then several years later now into my uh, early 40s uh I had a uh, uh a slip and fall my brain swelled um they had a drill hole in the side of my head to relieve the pressure um, felt a little better after that, but not hundred um, percent. And then I was driving to Calgary one day and I just felt like I was having, um, I don't know, like it was like stroke or seizures. I didn't know something was wrong. And I called the uh, Mounties came and got me and the, and the uh, uh, ambulance and got me to Calgary and gave me a lumbar puncture. So needle into the spinal cord, pearl, cerebral fluid. And I felt like I was going to throw up. And I, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. And of course, you're face down. You can't move, right? Because that's your spinal cord. And um, that's all I remember. And then I woke up. I, I don't even know how long. I tried to look back on the medical records. It really doesn't say much. But um, I woke up and the guy says, oh, you scared us. I said, you scared me. I thought I was going to yak all over you guys. And he says, no, we lost you. We had to bring in resuscitation. Now, I don't have this great big story. My, my dad died in 1976 the first time, and he was gone for over 10 minutes. And he has an amazing version of, you know, his, his recollection of going to heaven and how beautiful and loving and accepting it was. And it was really amazing. And, uh, but mine was more like a time on basketball. It's like, hey, dummy, come here. You know, we've given you these abilities. You're not using them. Get back in the game. So that was kind of the uh, spiritual kick in the ass I got to <laughs> start paying more attention to, to my abilities. And uh, it didn't, I didn't get into it right away. I was going, you know, I had to gone through a real rough time through all that. But, um, you know, and, and, you know, what's odd about this is doing paranormal investigations now. I was the biggest chicken shit on the planet about this stuff. I watched one horror movie in my life. It was Poltergeist. Scared the bejeebies out of me when I was younger. <laughs> I, I wouldn't watch another one. And, um, and so now it doesn't scare me at all. I just won't give any, you know, give any attention kind of to the darkness. And, uh, and here I am. And, you know, I didn't want to do it. It was just a few times, you know, people were asking me, you know, these poor people who were being tormented by these spirits. And, and, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to do this stuff. And they're like, you know, it's not exactly a, a barrel of monkeys here. Right. But, and of course we put ourselves at risk. And then, um, you know, I just kind of heard this head of my, heard this, you know, voice in my head said, Darren, you're a soldier. If you're not going to do this, who will? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got me there, I guess. But uh, I've been in the military for quite a while. And, uh, you know, I most recently in the airline industry and stuff. But uh, yeah, and and, I, and actually in our, in the old tower in Edmonton, there's somebody there we, we call Dead Thread. And he came around all the time. And so they used to call me from different floor. Hey, Kim, can you come get rid of dead Fred? He's causing trouble. And <laughs> so, yeah. So it was, it's been interesting and it's been a really, it's been a really neat journey to be honest. And funny this week we're doing the, the podcast and I did this, this all week. I have, uh, I had uh, some crazy things already happening. And Thursday I have to go to a town called Drake Valley over 
um, pretty, pretty scary stuff I can share with you later, if you wish, um, that uh, client contacted me about. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you kind of went, you jumped from, uh, you know, having a near death experience to uh, helping people clear spirits. Uh, I'm just going to back up a bit. And this is a question we ask a lot of the uh, psychics and mediums and clairvoyants that we have. Is this something that runs in your family? Like, did uh, you have a, a, a grandmother that uh, was into the woo-woo or? Well, it's interesting to say that. And it's interesting that you say grandmother, because I find that too, it quite often skips a generation, right? Um, with, you, you know, it's funny. My dad was a, a very well-respected policeman. He actually uh, won the Order of Canada. And he was the one that was, you know, that people on paper would think was intuitive. But my mom actually um, is 95 and still to this day, she won't use the same terminology that we would or talk about term, you know, intuitiveness and this and that or whatever, but she is so attuned to, to the light. And she, if I put her on the phone, she's 95 years old. If I put her on the phone, you think she's 60. Like she is so, and she's the most positive person. So I don't know that I would call it. Uh, she certainly wouldn't call it the same things or she wouldn't, you know, even probably attempt to do what, what uh, uh, myself and Rachel do and stuff like that. But it's, um, I don't know. And I never really knew my grandparents. Uh, they were all born in Northern Ireland. So, and I'm the youngest of six. So yeah, I'm not really sure about that, Dan, but it's a, it's a great question for sure. <laughs> so um, you, you clear homes, uh, you get rid of, you know, nasty spirits and maybe spirits who uh, uh, don't know they're being nasty. You know, sometimes we get uh, spirits that are stuck uh, in limbo and are confused can we ask what kind of technique you use? Yeah, good question. I, I have uh, an acronym that I use that I tell clients, and it's the acronym PASS, P-A-S-T-S. And that is kind of a five-pronged attack to, you know, combating, uh, you know, malevolent uh, um, beings and so forth. And basically what I, the first one, and, and this is sometimes the toughest one, but bear with me here. The P in, in um, PASS is for prayer. And it doesn't look every one of us are different belief system or non-belief or, you know, whatever. Right. And I respect that. And who knows who's right, you know, um, but it's about the intention to connecting to the light, picking positive over negative, good over evil, uh, negative, you know, and negative uh, or positive over negative sort of thing. So whatever that light means to you, you know, I call it God, but you know, it can be source. It can be creator. It can be as simple as all, all that's love and light in the universe. I think there's something within those four that most people can pretty much connect with. And it's on a daily basis. We need to show, I would say our, uh, you know, most of the people on, on this planet are what I call spiritual free agents. So, I mean, you know, if we think of, and I'm going to use an order term here for you, we think of our, if our, if our souls as the next Connor McDavid of souls and the top and the two top teams want to sign us team light and team dark. Well, most of us are not evil, dark, mean people. So we have no intent to sign to team dark. But we may not have done enough to sign to Team Light to show that intent. This has nothing to do with religion. It's to do with that intent, right? And so I get them to, I actually come up with one of the things I do is I have, I have these little uh, cards burned. It's like actually a little uh, um, almost aluminum thing. And I have a removal prayer on the back. And, and again, it's with them choosing, you know, kind of what works best for them, you know, God, creator, source, all that's love and light. 
and it's it's a removal protection prayer. So that's the first thing on a daily basis when they're having a lot of these problems is invite that light in. A uh, is ask for protection. Ask for protection from our guardian angels. Ask our protection from the light. We don't often do that. S is stay positive. Positive in knowing that you're going to defeat this and positive in your day-to-day -day life. Again, you know, law of attraction. We want to be as high vibe as, as we can with it. That's sometimes the toughest thing is, is trying to defeat their muscle memory. I did a, a reading for a group, and a, a, a group of ladies, and it had nothing to do, you know, it was just general readings. And I sensed there was a lot of darkness from this one lady, and she lived in a different town. And I said, okay, well, I can do a remote clearing for you if you want. She's like, oh, okay. And I do it, and I go, because she said that she had, they call him, she calls him Kitchen Man. She just sees a full shadow every time she gets up. She's got to pee at three in the morning or whatever, right? And she sees it, and I said, okay, I... I did the removal. I said, I go, you don't think I got rid of it, do you? Once she goes, well, no, it's been there for 17 years. And I go, well, you have to expect that it's going to be gone. Don't expect that it won't be. And then she messaged me about two weeks later. I said, wow, damn, I can't believe it. That thing's gone, right? So it's staying positive and knowing that you're going to defeat it. T is tell it to leave. So many times we don't, uh, you know, um, we don't, you know, clients won't, won't tell it to leave and, and take, take control of their domain i know and i'm sure it probably may be different than even some of you folks but um i'm really suspicious about anything that goes bump in the night malevolent or malevolent because the very least our past loved ones they get their energy from creator from source from god whatever you want to call it uh, even uh, a malevolent uh, uh lost soul or whatever they still need to get their energy from somewhere and that's why so many people feel tired and fatigued when they got bad spiritual activity and it just they you know quite often i guess well, the first thing i said oh, are, you, are you feeling really tired well yeah we there we're a battery pack for them so um tell to leave and then s is you know uh smudging through to sage or i personally use paulo santo the, the hollywood and um so that's a five-pronged attack uh, that i suggest i have a little publication called ghost busting uh, you know it's about 14 pages and, and it's who's team light, who's team dark, what do they want, how do we get rid of them? And that's how I kind of go about it. And it, it seems to work. Now, during your clearings, if you're trying to get rid of something particularly nasty, uh, have you ever had anything psychically or physically attack you while you're doing it? Yep. Even last night, they tried a little bit. So it's funny, I went to a house just to do a reading for uh, two daughters and a mom and um, I could feel something pulling on my leg the whole time and whatever. And this is a beautiful brand new house in Sherwood Park just outside Edmonton. And, you know, it's not your, you know, hundred year old home that you might expect some of that activity from. And I sensed that, you know, and quite early on and, and again, because I'm highly sensitive to it, I don't always mention it right away and whatever, but it was doing that. And then I said, so tell me about the spirit activity now. She's like, what? I was wondering if you're going to uh, notice that, like, you know, and uh, I said, yeah. And, um, and then when I started talking about how to get rid of it, I felt, a, you know, a pain in my head. And I said, okay, hang on. I said, I got to get rid of this asshole because I'm <laughs> not going to put up the room through the whole reading. And I did my removal prayer and, um, and it went away. One of the, one of the oddest one was, um, so part of, so when I died, I died of bacterial meningitis. And the only thing lasting is I lost my sense of smell. So, um, but oddly enough, there's times, even though it's medically proven, I can't smell, I can, I've smelled things in readings, right? Like one lady, it was her, her grandpa passed, she was young, you know, young adult. And, 
And I said, oh, wait, I'm smelling something. And it was cinnamon. And uh, she started bawling. She says, well, that was our thing. He couldn't cook or bake. But every time I sat down at the table, um, you know, on the weekend when I stayed over there, he made cinnamon toast for us. So it meant something to you, you know, so even though I can't smell, right? So um, uh, with that yesterday, you, um, there's things, with, oh, pardon me, the, the one lady I was doing, I read her daughter, and she was kind of up the stairs and I smelled a real medical smell, like, like a, not a good, you know, like a crappy smell from a hospital kind of thing. And she came and sat down and she, she's about my age, nice looking lady and very vibrant and everything. And I asked her a few questions I, and I said about the medical thing. She goes, well, I'm from Edmonton, but I live in Nicaragua. But I came to Edmonton to, to go, I was just in the Cross Cancer Institute, but I'm clear now and I'm going back to Nicaragua. I was oh, I'm glad you feel better and all that. I said, look, I got to ask, what is this entity around you? And she goes, oh, him, oh, it's okay. He doesn't really harm me. And this thing was as nasty as I've ever sensed. And um, I said, really, why are you in Edmonton? Well, oh yeah, but that's countable. It's my opinion that they can affect our health, right? Within, you know, even EMFs, right? Like electromagnetic field, prolonged uh, exposure to that, whether it be a microwave or a nasty spirit is not good for you. So um, she was really like, you know, and this is the thing that can be dangerous is that people are accepting of it. They're, they're just like, oh yeah, he's there. Oh, it doesn't bother me. He doesn't whatever. But then, you know, half time their life is in, in shambles. So and, I went that's, to- and that's the spirit putting that those images or thoughts in their heads too, right? So absolutely. And, and so um, I went to tell her how to get rid of it. And I, it was the only time I felt fear in doing a clearing. And then as soon as I shifted my, my uh, thought process from, from fear to empowerment, okay, Michael Archangel, please remove any negative, dark, low-level, earthbound, shadow, demonic entities from this home and uh, from my client and, and me immediately. And then I, I was able to tell her what to do. But you know what? It's funny. She didn't do it. And she kind of, you know, and this is the thing sometimes with people. Like, look, this stuff, we all obviously have some sort of fascination with this stuff. We wouldn't be chatting here today, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it's also a case, it's frustrating when, you know, if somebody doesn't really want it or... Again, they get that almost special or um, um, spiritual muscle memory, almost that they're used to having in it, and they accept it, and they are not open enough to think that, hey, this may, you know, in some way, negatively affect me, right? So she contacted me again next time she was in town, and I said, okay, you know, there's an energy healer. I suggested, I said, you need to go do do that first, and I'm willing to, but you you got to be willing to want to get rid of this. Why should I keep putting myself at, at risk over these things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I speak at this on the podcast quite a bit. Uh, I have a little bit of, uh, I don't even know what they are, clairvoyant abilities, but uh, I get names a lot. Uh, they just pop into my head. And I've had the same name coming through since we began. Uh, is there a Stephanie connected to you? Hmm. They're nothing close to me. I, I, I was doing a spiritual fair last weekend. And there's a gal that's on my Facebook just because I think of, of what I do. And I don't, I, you know, I couldn't tell you too much about her, but I, I ran into her. She's a very nice mm. lady. She's married to somebody in the military. That's the closest that I can, that I can think of. Nothing, nothing directly to me. No. What about a Billy? There is a Billy. Um, well, cause that, cause that came through quite strong too. And I was like, I was trying to figure out who Stephanie and Billy was. Well, how do you, what is your feeling about Billy? And I can maybe help, uh, I don't know. Uh, this is some of the stuff I'm still figuring out on my own. Uh, okay. I get the names and sometimes 
things other things come in as well uh, that's something i'm still trying to figure out but it wasn't bill it was like specifically billy yeah so there's there's two things um that would tie to that one i had uh, a friend of mine that he was only i think maybe five or seven years younger than me but i coached him um for a long time in soccer and he was just a guy that lit up a room big smiles very really positive um he ended up taking his life a little while ago uh and this is probably now five six years ago ish and um it was just shattered everybody because nobody expected that and you know he um he's just a guy that just everybody loved and we had a celebration of life for him and um the place was packed and the funny thing about it is it was mostly soccer people because we were and mostly people had no idea that i had these abilities and his mom asked me to let them know that he's okay because you know contrary to to you know many religions i don't believe that every soul that does that ends up down south <laughs> right no. and i was no. able to receive him and and they're all 100 apologetic for what they did but I understand circumstances that most don't uh, of what took him to that. And, and I guess, you know, Dan, um, it was a kind of a big, I hate the word, the word I would say word springboard, but to me coming out as a medium kind of thing, right? Because right. I had these abilities and, you know, both myself and, and my dad with our family name, we both served on board of directors for Canadian soccer association and things like that were highly involved in the sport and, and so forth. And so to, to come, you know, and, and just put that out to the entire community when it wasn't really known, I just kind of did a little bit on the side. So it was, Billy was pretty pivotal and, and um, he's always one that would come, I would, would come through for me. So. Okay. And I don't usually get physical feelings, but I felt like someone was sitting on my shoulders almost like very heavy so I, that, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure about either, but that was more with the, the Stephanie, the name as well. Yeah. I, so I, I, it'll, I, it'll be one of those aha moments, you know, yeah. two hours, two hours after you'd be like, Oh, Stephanie. <laughs> right. I, I call so, those retro validations. Right. And yeah, I, you know, I'm sure Rachel's at that too. I, you know, you, you, you're doing with clients and then they're saying something makes no sense. And then you get a message like a week, a day, a month later. Oh yeah, guess what? When you remember, I can't believe I forgot that. Or whatever. That's so, right. It's common. <laughs> Darren, you seem to have a uh, pet connection. Uh, just to tell our listeners that before we even started, you had a cat that was uh, on your lap and rubbing up against you and everything, and and you said uh, that this cat only does that in certain situations. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. It, 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 they're the the tie-ins, like they have souls, like any of horses, especially very strong souls. But um, she's funny. She's she. I've never had to own a cat in my life. I know the, the Egyptians revered them for keeping away, uh, you know, low vibrational entities and things like that. And I got her about five years, and I just love her. But she's, you know, she picks in most cats. You know, they got attitudes, right? They're gonna pick and choose when they wanna. And you know, if I'm sitting, uh, you know. Uh, watching watching tv or something she might come sit on my nap but she's but when you saw her there I, I had to put her down about three or four times when i connect with spirit or delight or whatever she's all over me she's mm -hmm. all over me and just it's like i think she it's like she feels that great at loving powerful energy and she's like hey i'm cashing in on this so <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny but i didn't realize i could i was out in the in the country doing readings and there was a group reading uh, for 
bunch of farmers and and one lady came in she was actually a veterinarian she says oh can you connect with my horse and so I tapped in and I saw two horses one was a smaller female horse and I described her and everything like that and um gave her messages in it and it was banging on but this big male horse kept coming in and he was very kind of adamant very alpha male you know uh leader of the pack kind of guy right and uh but he was really trying to get through and it didn't make sense to her. Well, then when she went out and told the others and like, oh, what? He can read horses. And so now the other ones are coming through and, and like Dan sometimes gets names. Like this, the, the guy, the owner of the, of the farm we were on, he says, can you? And I said, I got the name Dude. And that was the name of his horse, Dude. And um, so and I kept saying about this other horse and he goes, you know, I don't know any horse like that that you know was like a dark chestnut color and you know i described it to a t and he goes well sounds like a horse i have that's alive and i said you know what it could be i read living people as well so you know maybe i read living horses too and i said well look i'm going to tell you the message and you tell me if it fits and he goes sure so he's got he had two little kids probably both under 10 um and then I said, well, he's pissed because whoever normally rides him is not riding him and he's mad. He, 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 yeah, he misses him, but he's actually pissed off at this male that's not riding him anymore. He goes, oh my God, I have an older son from a previous marriage. He's away at college, so he's not riding the horse. And that's what it was. Yeah. And it bang, bang on. And so I told him all about this horse and he, like, everybody's scared of this guy. He's a big, powerful alpha male horse and now the little girl I said no he's got a big heart and he's timid this horse he's just he has to establish his dominance around the you know the other horses and stuff but um I see he's got a big heart so now the little girl who's 13 races him in barrel racing and she's kicking ass on him oh wow yeah so (laughs) and now it's the point where I'm actually doing horse races what like uh certain I just got into that but one of my clients is Alberta's only female jockey, a professional jockey. And I start. I first time I did it was in Grand Prairie, and I did the connection with the horse and her. They're twenty-eight to one long shots, and they won by three horse lengths. And then now a couple up at uh, New Racetrack by our airport, and they won. And and horses they connect so strongly. It's it's amazing. Now, when you get messages from animals, is it different than people? Like, is the feeling, the sensation different, or does it come through kind of the same? Um, not really. Um, we just, sometimes we think too much like humans. And I say that even with spirit, you know, uh, in the, from the light. Like, they, you know, we think very linear. To them, everything's very fluid, you know. Um, you know, they could be sitting, you know, if we had a, someone in common, they be communicating with all four of us at the same time even though we could be different parts of the country so it's the same with animals there's a different um we, we again we got to stop thinking like humans and stuff i i, I give you an example again i was out in short park and i was went to go read a little little tiny uh um how do you call it yorkshire terrier and um they couldn't figure out what was happening he kept peeing all over he never did that before and what was going on and and so I sat with him and I, I have some great pictures with him and just communicating and he feels really bad he feels guilty because he's not going to be taken on walks he doesn't understand his surroundings and that the last couple of years basically um he's 
they've kind of forgot about him in his his mind and he's not mad at them per se he feels bad or guilty and he feels ashamed that he did something to slight them well what happened they've actually moved house so they're in a new house now and they've had two kids in the last two years and of course they're you know your priorities change a little bit but he wasn't realizing that that he was thinking all that was his fault so I communicated with him and told him that he was loved very much. I told him that they needed to get him out and get him walks and stuff because, you know, they have a nice backyard and they're great people. Um, um, but it's just that he needs that, that you know, that, that individual time. And she messaged me a couple of weeks later. She goes, Darren, to be honest, I was skeptical. You know, some animal communicator is going to come on. He's never peed on the carpet since you left. And he's been here for ages. So it's just, they, they think a little differently than us and process us. So we just got to kind of, not think too human and think a little bit more of how they're seeing or perceiving things. And was there one specific incident where you said, holy cow, I, I can communicate with animals or was well, it was just... out at that farm uh, that, that, you know, I, it's, uh, there's something about this farm. It's amazing. So my client, and I know she doesn't mind me using her name is her name is Pam Golden and uh, her and her husband, Joe are just fantastic people. And uh, it's really odd because her mom, lives out at a place just close to the Saskatchewan border called Provost. And I read her mom about her mom. And then like two years later, I didn't even, of course, different last names or whatever I read for Pam, but the grandma came through and apparently I told Pam the same things that I told the mom, not even knowing they were connected. And these places are probably seven, eight hours away. And she goes, that's what you told my mom in Provost. I'm like, what? Who's your mom? And and so it was really neat. And then everything we do there is connection. It's the first time I've ever had a connection with uh, an ascended master. Um, I saw something about UFOs come through for her. And she, uh, they're where they are, there's no, no man-made uh, light and everything like that. And there's guys light up with a whole bunch of stuff you can't see and, or that, you know, you can't explain. And it's just a, a mystical place. And there's a horse there that I helped that was something was wrong with it. And then it communicated me and told me and I told them and they, they told the vet and they said, it makes sense. And they were able to fix it. This horse is named Poncho and Poncho loves me, this guy. And he, he's just a class clown. Every time he comes up, he's all over me and whatever. And just an amazing vibe. And, and the other day, the last time I was there, I drove up and there was two white doves on the, on the ground before me. And I'm like, what are these? Like, I didn't, like, I don't know about you guys. We don't have white doves flying around Alberta. Oh. And I got out and I took a picture. When I took a picture of it, I could show you. Honestly, it looked like an angel. It was unbelievable. So it's like, every time I go to this property, I just get nothing but amazing vibes, no matter what we talk about or what we deal with. So yeah, there's some pretty neat things like that. But that's the, that property, property is the first time I realized I could read the animals. Uh, it's the first time um, the... Uh, um that i had an ascended master come through for her and uh and it's the first time anything where so we went out there and we did a, i don't know if you're familiar with dr stephen greer um that right believes you can yep. meditate bring in extraterrestrials but well, we don't try it. i'll tell you i don't know that they're little green men but there's lots of stuff up there that we couldn't explain and uh, uh it was amazing we had night vision goggles like military grade six thousand seven thousand dollars and i'm telling you we were like wow Rachel, when he said little green men, you, you waved, you put yeah. your arms up in the air and you kind of <laughs> did one of these faces. What did you write down? <laughs> I, I just wrote before you said all that team, Darren, lots of different sources of help. 
human eyes couldn't understand can connect with more than just humans and animals. Time can almost stand still around you. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, you know, it, it's really neat. Well, I, it, it actually inspired me to join, to start a group called CE5 Alberta. So CE5, it's close to the fifth kind meaning human initiated. We're actually going out this uh, Saturday and we've seen amazing things, amazing things. To the point where one time we had all these little white orbs, but not like the normal spiritual orbs. They were like round, like they looked, you know, like those big marbles you had when you were a kid. They're about this big. Like it looked like it had a hard glass outer but wispy white inside yeah and we were amazed at, and and the you know the trees that looked like white lights on a christmas tree and then they were on the ground and i invited them to come closer and they did and they came within about six or eight feet of us and this one girl vernon a group says it's gonna run your one coming right from my head and i turned around and it was past her head and it went about three or four feet behind and disappeared into thin air yeah like, and i don't know what that was <laughs> i i belong to a uh a Bigfoot research group called Ontario, wow. Ontario, Ontario Sasquatch. And the, you know, the odd times that I get to go up north uh, to the North Bay area, um, we do see the orbs and wow. they, they look, they look just like you described. Oh, wow. um, and, uh, you know, they move through the trees and, and they're like these little marbles of, of light. And uh, it's pretty amazing. And as soon as you said that, I thought, oh, I wonder if they're, they're a Sasquatch or, or because you know i mean that's a whole different rabbit hole and and a, a, a podcast altogether but you know i i think that they're able to cloak uh, yeah. themselves and you know control their vibrational rate and when we see them they look like spirits right mm. and uh so yeah the first thing that popped in my head is like well it's alberta they've got the rocky mountains there and they've got tons of bush and and uh, maybe they're maybe they're maybe elementals, forced elementals, yep. or or Sasquatch. So yep. uh, that was well, very the, interesting. The I'll send you a picture that I just got sent. Like no such thing as coincidence, as we know. And uh, I just got a picture sent from Saskatchewan, believe it or not. And I don't know what this thing is, but it's massive and sure looks like your typical Bigfoot. And the guy who took it was an old guy. Didn't you know? Barely knew how to use his camera, so didn't even know how to send the pics. So I don't think it's somebody up to shenanigans and, and it looks pretty good. So I'll send it to you. But mm -hmm. in Alberta, there's uh, especially around a place called Nordegg, which is just before Jasper in the national park. But, but it's it's not national park, but it's in the mountains. And I, it's funny. It's, you know, I've been all over this province, but I, I don't know if I've ever been to Nordegg. It's, um, but what we want to do is do a thing where we're, because uh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, and some of them follow me, uh, Bigfoot researchers and stuff. So we want to go look for Bigfoot at night and, and, uh, and ET phone home at night, uh, or probably during the day, look for Bigfoot and at night do uh, uh, yeah, um, CE5s. And I think that'd be a, a great weekend for people. So. Yeah, I would suggest try to connect to the Sasquatch spiritually. You might be surprised yeah. what... what uh, That's a good point. Yeah, What pops sure. up. Yeah. So Because I think they're very more paranormal than, than we think. So, I believe so too. Yeah. yeah Darren, um, have you ever been in a situation, uh, had a spirit where you're like, oh my goodness, like I can't control this thing. I can't handle it. Um, I'm going to get, you know, in over my head here. Uh, I mean, as we're, we're paranormal investigators as well. And uh, there are times, I mean, Rachel can attest to this where she had a, a nasty shadow person in her home where she required the help of me and a couple other spirits to, to get rid of this thing. Um, is there anything that you've, you know, come across that you're like, man, 
this is this is uh, above and beyond and you know maybe i'm gonna lose this one yeah um there was one i don't know if i said to you uh, the video on one um one of the things i i find is they really try to deceive they'll uh if i'm going through with the emf they'll always be around like a picture of a past loved one I think they do that to try and make us think, oh, it's just grandpa and, you know, and whatever, and that we accept them. And so one t there was a time, it, to me, to, to my, and my knowledge, it's the only one that I haven't been able to defeat yet. Um, and basically, I went into a house, and this lady, nice lady, you know, maybe late 60s, early 70s, and her husband just died. And he seemed like he was a very good guy, and he was ex-Air Force, and um and he died and you know and then she started seeing things where like she saw it, like his face kind of on the wall and then she was like what's going on and then to the point where she even you know invited him to come sit by her and he she felt like you know the couch in indent and and then it touched her leg but in a creepy way not in a loving way and then she's like no no you, you gotta go or whatever and then since that she's had crazy spirit activity they have a couple full length mirrors that they one they removed and the other one they covered up and so I went in there with the EMF and and man there it's all over the house like there's stuff going off all over the house and so I did a removal prayer and did my stuff and, my, and it didn't work which is unusual like usually works right off so I went back there again actually my little jockey friend came with me and held the EMF while I was doing all the uh, you know the prayers and the removal and all that kind of stuff um and again it didn't work uh, i was like what's going on so the third time i um i have a friend who's actually he's actually a a, a minister but he does podcasts very similar to your guys's and he has a real fascination with the paranormal and has you know done some removals and things like that as well himself and he came and helped and did prayers and stuff and we you know we actually uh, so my friend that um that helps me with when we're doing a full paranormal investigation. He is uh, a current serving policeman that, that you know, um, so I can't say too much about him, but um, he and, and me being a retired policeman, he doesn't believe in this stuff. So it's kind of neat because he is a good help. I think he wants to, he's a healthy skeptic. But we got some pretty amazing technology and, you know, we use connect and sonar, you know, infrared, all kinds of toys. He's very technically inclined and me not so much. So I think he thought that his science was going to come in and disprove my spirituality. But in reality, I'm like, oh, I sent something in that corner. I go over and then the EMF backs it up with the numbers going crazy, but I'm sensing before that. So to answer your question at this particular time, we were seeing spirit activity in the house with the connect is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It shows like the, um, so if, yeah, it, it, like, it like, it's like the, the stick figure of the person sort of, right. Right. It, it, it maps the body of. Right. So just like sonar, like two subs finding each other in, in the, in the ocean. This is what this does it says, okay, you guys, us four are humanoid. Here's our body mass. You can see and the stick figure, but when you only see the stick figure, obviously something of that shape is blocking it. So I was in there and we were doing the investigation. We had cameras, we had uh, all kinds of technology going in and I started feeling pain in my heart. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is pretty strong. So Tom saw on the, on the, um, on the connect that 
basically there was a spirit right over me and it was like sticking its foot into my heart and I could feel it. And the EMF, when I held the EMF up right to me, because it usually doesn't go off around me, it was, you know, considerable fives or sixes or whatever. So considerable numbers. And I said, okay, that's it. And I did the removal prayer. And again, I know there's a lot of rainbows, unicorns, and everybody has different beliefs and things like that in, in spirituality. I, I, I cut to the chase and I, I pray right to God. And I said, God, please remove any negative, dark, low-level, earthbound, shadow, demonic entities from me, the home, any of the occupants, um, you know, and the property itself. And then as soon as I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, the thing disappeared and the EMF went to zeros. Mm. We have that on video where, and there's another time in, Sh in Short Park where we had massive orb, orb activity. Like you could see dozens of these orbs flying around and I don't, you know, maybe some of them are good, but I, based on the activity in the home, uh, many of them were not. And they're flying around. And as soon as I did the removal prayer, crickets. So, but the thing with that one, Danny, is I think there, it was a poltergeist. I think there were so many of them. I was getting rid of them and they were probably shoving their little minions in my way first. And I just, you know, it was like Kleenex. You get rid of one and up pops another. So yeah. I probably, I honestly feel that I removed several, but I, it's not enough. And I think these mirrors were acting as portals because when we're in the other room, well, we're still dealing with one spirit that's doing this. Our camera in the other room, they had a, a mirror that was covered and all of a sudden the, uh, um, the thing lifted, the sheet lifted. We could see a distortion come out of, out of it. And, um, and Tom, like Tom is very thorough, my, my partner that, that helps me with this stuff. And um, he was going, and we have huge EMF readings from where her husband, his side of the bed and his like drawers and things like that. So we pulled everything out. We were looking for routers or, you know, anything explainable that would, would and nothing was there. But I think that that that's not him. No, I, I truly believe nobody in the light is going to try and hurt us or scare us. But I think they wanted us to believe because when we went by his picture and by his part of the bed, the numbers were the highest. But they're not going to hurt you. They're not going to anybody that's in heaven in the light, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So that one is the one where it, it's not so much that it scared me. Like I, I really don't get that scared, you know, um, with them. But it was it was hard because I couldn't help these people. This poor, this poor lady doesn't even sleep in her own home anymore. She oh, goes no. and she'll spend the day there, and then she'll go to her daughter's to sleep. And it's you know and. You know, we did, you know, three or four sessions free for her. You know, we, you know, I want to help these people. I, the poor lady, she goes, I, she says, I didn't even know, really know what a ghost was before this. Or, you know, she's, she's innocent. It's just your heart, heart breaks for her, you know. So that was the one that, that still bothers me that I wish we could go back and, and figure it out. And this is the way kind of spirit trains me, I think, is they keep giving me these challenges and things. And, okay, figure it out, Darren. Let's go. <laughs> so it's so hard to figure out what they want sometimes, right? Or these, these funny little things they send you and we ignore them so, so often, right? right? Like, you know, like names, like if I, you know, I wrote down Stephanie and Billy, Billy, you certainly had a connection to, and he might be hanging around because he was your friend uh, and, he, he he, and he might've seen that antenna go up, you know, at my end. And he yeah. was like, well, well, you know, I'll get this other guy to connect and, and verify for Darren. Sure. And, you know, and I've also got the, for some stupid reason, I've got that song, Simply the Best, 
by Tina Turner stuck in my head. And and I don't, and I'm like, where the hell did this come from? So I had to ask, you know, because it'll be one of those things where I'll, where, you know, I'll email you like two weeks later, say that the podcast is up and I'll say, oh, what about this, this song? And so I don't know if that's, if that's got anything to do with you. That that particular song doesn't, but, but you know, what's interesting about that? I, do you remember uh, in, uh, I think the nineties, I remember there's always on much music that song you're a superstar by love inc you're from ontario yes. yeah yeah right? and i remember i was having a bad time because you know i i never i never understand to me when other light workers are you know are angry or jealous at you or anything i'm like we're all on the same team we're all should be you know we're still in the trenches fighting the same enemy like, I, I don't understand why people turn that or they get jealous or they get angry or things. Mm-hmm. There was a time when there was two or three mediums that were kind of attacking me on my own page about, um, I, I wrote a, an article called just because it's right doesn't mean it's from the light. The dark is capable of giving, of deceiving us. And, you know, we just, that's why I always do an invitation protection for every, before I do a reading things like just to be sure as much as we can to protect. And anyways, they didn't like that, but um you know, it was funny. And, and again, one of the ways Spirit and the Lightwork are very subtle things like that, where they'll put music on that you like, or they'll, you know, whatever, they'll show you that butterfly or these kind of things. And um, anyways, it was like, I, uh, right after that, I just, I just turned on the radio, whatever, and that song came on. And, you know, when you, when you listen to it, and I certainly don't think I'm a superstar by any stretch of the imagination, but when the lyrics are like, you know, reach for the stars because tonight of all night nights your superstar don't you be afraid think of all the friends that you've made for tonight about every night your superstar and it was saying like to me it was saying like don't worry about the the very small few that are throwing stones at you think how many you've helped and how many great friendships you've built because of your business and stuff and then that song always inspires me that's my so not quite the same song but i but i think it's along the same lines of maybe that's your song <laughs> you know maybe that's your yes. your rah-rah <laughs> right little little egotistical but it's it's a good song right <laughs> well, but fun and like i said i don't think i'm a superstar but it, it's more in the in in the and not in the uh in the chorus but in the lyrics and it, and it was just but it mm-hmm. you know really they I, I really believe the light thinks we're all superstars and we gotta you know we gotta find our way to shine the best we can so mm-hmm. Darren, do you get called a lot by your uh, colleagues, uh, your your past as far as being a, uh, involved in military and police, uh, et cetera? Do you get called on them for any cases or anything to help out? You know, it's funny. It's a real hot and cold. Um, you know, it's been a long time since I've been out. Like, I, I got out in the 90s, right? So um, I've been out for a long time. But um, some police, they think you're quacks. They won't have nothing to do with you, even though... I identify myself as a you know retired military policeman or whatever right but um i i did have an interesting case where i went to um uh you were in nova scotia i was in cape breton so i used to work for westjet and so the first time i thought where am i going to go i'd only have a few days so i can't really go internationally i always want i've been in newfoundland twice i go i'm gonna go to nova scotia so i got there I got there at like 5.30 in the morning or something. It was beautiful, not a cloud in the sky. But my flight to Sydney was not till like two in the afternoon. And I'm like, I said, how long is it, you know, 
the drive there and they said oh it's probably take you less time to drive there than wait for your flight and go i go good idea i canceled my flight i rented a car went down the cabot trail loved it what a beautiful day so what does a prairie boy do when he gets to the ocean now he wants seafood right so you know and i look up oh seafood oh there's a place right up here called the governor's so i go to this place called the governor's and it's like an old old style mansion and I have an off switch. I don't, I'm not always, my spidey senses aren't, I'm not Teresa Caputo walking around the butcher shop getting messages unless I choose to, right? So I have my off switch on and, and, but I'm walking, I, and it was a beautiful day and there's like a deck that looks out over the bay. So I'm going up the stairs and I get these like hair on the back of my neck go up. I'm like, Ooh. So I sit down and I said to the server, I said, it's going to sound weird, but is this place thought to be haunted? Now, sun was setting behind her and it was still a lot of light and I saw the hairs on her arm go right up and she goes yeah and I said okay well I'm a spiritual medium from Edmonton I go when you come back I'll have some insight for you so I saw these three souls one was a lady in a bonnet like a blue bonnet so she must have been passed for a long time another older frail guy and some nasty asshole that I think fell down the stairs drunk and broke his neck and he was the one that I sensed and and the other two were scared of him and and I think I got a name. I know the video is on uh, my extra large medium uh, Facebook page, but I think whatever his name, it was like an old name, like Percy or Oscar or something like that. But um, I told her about it. Well, she went and told the bartender, the bartender phoned the owner and confirmed that that's what they'd learned about the place through previous stuff. And so it was really interesting. Forgot all about it. That was a Sunday night. Flew home on Wednesday. And by the time I got home on Wednesday, I had a call from uh, Cape Breton Regional Police. I'm like, what I do? I didn't know. And it was a guy who says, no, I heard you were in uh, um, uh, the governor's. And sorry, and why they call the governor's, obviously it used to be governor's mansion, but it had a jail in the basement. So there was bars and, and stuff where, you know, prisoners were kept. And it used to be a surgical office for some doctor. So I'm sure there's plenty of reasons people died there before, right? But um, anyways, the guy says, yeah, I heard you at the governor's and they were pretty wild by you. And he goes, we have a missing person. Do you mind helping? I'm like, sure. And he goes, well, what do you charge for that? And I go, well, I'll never charge for a missing person because his family's grieving and it looks like you're, you know, you're just trying to, you know, more or less be an ambulance chaser and that's not what I do. So I, um, I tapped into the guy and I said, oh, you know, I saw, oh, you know, he's, uh, he's married. He's got an, an adult son, an adult daughter. He's got a beagle. He's got a pickup truck. And you guys picked him up one time for impaired by a golf course, but the cop just dropped him off, left him, left his vehicle and drove him home. He goes, well, I can check that right now. He goes, no, he doesn't have any charges. I said, no, I didn't say he had charges. I said to cop, like he said, oh, nice guy. He never had any, picked him up. And so he confirmed that with one of the constables there as a good validation of how would I know that, right? And I said, uh, he fell out of the water. He, he was dead before he hit the water. And I explained where, well, I slightly misspoke because I said, I think he's at sea. And they said, well, no, because there's a estuaries and it's too hard. They never had anyone get out there. And I said, okay, well, let me rephrase that. He's in salt water for sure. And they said, oh yeah, okay. Well, that part of that kind of river is salt water because of the ocean or whatever. And I explained where to find him and uh, they went and they found him. And uh, so, um, and this was days after. And um, so I ended up doing a, a reading for them for the wife too and and so forth so yeah it's kind of interesting now uh, how things put it put that way where you you know it just come about right <laughs> do, you, do you remember the the guy's first name the guy that 
perished in the water? I don't, but I know there's there is a bit of media for it. Because um, I know I remember I looked it up and they said he fell out of the boat and I think somebody saw him fall out or or whatever they didn't understand. And uh, yeah, I'd have to remember. I, and I do so many readings and things. I just like, I won't, I don't remember names very well. For sure. So, so Darren, we, we talked, you said earlier, uh, there's no, you don't believe in coincidences. And, uh, you know, we, we pretty much think the same way. Uh, and the, the way that I found you, because I have some, clairvoyant abilities i've always joked with with these guys and some of our other uh, paranormal group members that uh, if i ever could do what you do uh, as a profession or a side hustle i would call myself the extra large medium oh I... yeah and i i typed it in on facebook or wherever and and you popped up and i was like crap <laughs> someone beat me to it Newman. and uh, yeah <laughs> and uh I, I got like your extra large medium like i gotta ask you how tall you are i'm six foot four um i was at one originally one time i was well over 300 pounds i'm a little below that now right so well, technically i'm four xl tall if we want to be funny about it <laughs> right well because because uh, i'm because si- i'm six foot seven Atta boy, <laughs> and uh, you know, three three hundred and under your business pounds. There so, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe I'll have to be the the, the double X medium or yeah. the extra large or the two X large medium. But well, I always um, say it was either that or the happy medium. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And I'm in law enforcement as well. So uh, oh, are you? That yeah, nice. yeah. I was a correctional officer for uh, eighteen years, and now now. Uh, I guess I would be the equivalent, the Ontario equivalent of an Alberta sheriff. Oh, nice. Very cool. So, yeah, you know what they do. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Rachel, it's your time to shine here. I saw you writing some stuff down. I saw you perking up and smiling and doing your little <laughs> your little thing there. So this is, this is what we do. Sometimes Rachel will sit there and her arm will fall off because she's getting messages and writing stuff down. And sometimes she doesn't get a darn thing. Okay. I love to hear Rachel speak. What you got? Oh, it was, I found it was just mostly like I, I interrupted in the middle there. So it was like, I just wrote something down and like, you're confirming it. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, stop it. Get out of my head. <laughs> right. Basically. Um, so the very first thing I started writing down was uh, called to claim your personal power. And then I also put in big brackets, like there's, there's more for you too. As and you even said, like you're you're testing yourself, and then it's like something's being happening, but you don't know how to succeed, and then you, you keep. So it's like, yeah, I feel like there's more still to come for you. Ding. Okay. Um, your angels will give you strength, um, and also strength to say no. Yeah, that can be a difficulty for me sometimes. <laughs> and then I I put a big circle around attacking, and this is when you're talking about being attacked in that and I said your openness actually stems from unresolved inner conflict hmm. the rest I already read to you so <laughs> awesome the one thing you know I, and I always say and one I never really read for myself or anyone close to me I, I'd rather know not a thing about anybody right because it's more natural and it's you know and um you know, I don't, uh, again, it's hard for them to scrutinize. It was funny yesterday because the people I did, there was a guy that was sitting in with them and uh, turns out he was ex-military and he didn't believe in it at the beginning. I think he changed his mind by the end, right? And uh, so it's cool. Yeah, it is, uh, you know, 
it's, you know, I'm sure too, um, Rachel, you, you know, you've experienced that, you know, it can be heavy and we have to make sure that we, um, you know, it's care for the caregiver because that's one thing I'm not good at asking for help and things like that. And really, you know, um, I shouldn't, I mean, we use our intuition to some degree, but when it comes to big things in that, you need an independent third party who is intuitive to be able to give you some insights because that's the thing with it, especially with clear cognizance, the clear knowing is like, okay, is that what Darren wants or is that what spirit are telling Darren? And it's very hard to, you know, to, to differentiate sometimes, but, you know, I, I, one thing I feel, and you guys, I'd love to hear, you know, your opinions of it. I really see, you know, especially the last couple of years as a real polarization, you know, and I had a vision and, um, uh, October 13th, 2019. And, and it was very, you know, the team dark has gone on a major offensive and they're trying to divide and conquer. And you think about everything that's happened in the last couple of years, it's probably divided and conquered your families or your friends or things like that, uh, beliefs and, you know, and differences and what, you know, although there was a lot of sad things that I saw, um, the message was of a hope and that we can't drink that hate Kool-Aid and we got to find ways to, you know, really find our, you know, stay unified and stay together. And, and it's hard because people are opinionated and, and the way, what they said to me is team dark, don't care what side you pick as long as you get angry about it, you know, and um, yeah, you've got to keep your vibrations high, right? Yeah, you do. And, it, and it's got to transcend everything from political views to, you know, in these case, medical views and, and all these kinds of stuff. I have a very strong opinion in, in things, but I always got to be, make sure I keep that out of readings because, you know, when people have passed, I've seen both sides, people like, at least with the COVID, people dying from COVID, people are dying from the injection pipe. Like, you know, it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? And uh, mm-hmm. and all these divisions from race and from uh, political views and all the rest of it is it's that you know yeah, it's what the dark wants right absolutely they want that division and uh that low rib- vibration and yeah and keep us at each other right so true and you know it doesn't take a lot to raise your vibration either no you know, it, it could be as simple as uh you know you're in the the tim hortons or mcdonald's drive through you pay for the coffee for the person behind you yeah. you know two bucks or a buck fifty you know and that that means a lot to some people right yeah. You know, even if they could, you know, if they're driving a Jaguar and, and can afford it, that still makes them feel good and go, oh, that random person, you know, was nice enough to pay for my coffee. And, yeah. you know, they feel great about it and their vibrational rate goes up. So we do a thing. Um, I, I have these, I had these cards made up basically. And um, they, uh, it says Army of Light. And it says, you know, this is a, a, you know, a random act of kindness to you. And, you know, um, uh, we hope you made your day and we have a little Facebook page and just kind of getting started. We haven't done tons of it, but it's so neat just to see somebody's face light up. And it's not always about money. It's not always about, you know, um, you know, and sometimes we work in little groups and, you know, you see somebody that looks low vibe. It could be a cashier or whatever. Well, you know, that's five of us to win and, you know, whatever, go buy a pack of gum or get a drink, whatever, make a comment to her, you know. You know, well, I tell her her hair looks great today or, um, you know, whatever, right? Without it, make it look s- sappy. And wow, you see the vibration change. You know, you went from, you can see she's having a shitty day and she's going to go home feeling good about herself because, you know, uh, 
she's seen the light kind of thing, right? In different ways. And it's so contagious. That's what's beautiful about it. And what's the best thing about it, no matter whatever you've done to help that person, you feel amazing. So it's a win-win, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Darren, uh, how can people get a hold of you? Where can they find you? Where can they check you out? Sure. Um, three main ways that uh, one on Facebook is the XL medium. So if you just search that, I'm sure you probably would have came across it. So I have a Facebook page. Um, I, my email is the XL medium at gmail.com. And I'm also on TikTok. So it's Darren D E R R Y N. You can see how many spelled there. So it's Darren XL Medium on TikTok, and I put videos up. I'm kind of new to it, about six weeks old. So, you know, I'm not the tech giant that maybe some people are, but uh, um, I'm learning and um, I try and to put do, positive messages up there. And do you do readings over Zoom and Skype? I do readings, yeah. And the, the nice thing about Zoom, um, yeah, I'm coming up to about 4,000 followers, which is nothing on on tiktok but i'm still like just for being new what's neat about it is i'm doing readings all over the world and the first one i ever did oh man i saw that this lady she was from oklahoma and i saw that her grandpa was there and he had a uniform on and she said yeah he was a i i said but it's a dark uniform but i sense flying she goes yeah he was a navy pilot of course americans are different right and we don't have that here in canada but um i said he was in World War II. Yeah, he was pretty famous. Yeah, he wrote a book. Well, he's actually in the movie Midway uh, because he's the only sole survivor of um, the uh, eighth torpedo dive squadron that were that took out the uh, the Japanese the Battle of Midway, which is the largest naval battle in history. Took out the aircraft carriers, and he got shot down. And he he kind of held onto his flotation device, and the zeros were shooting at him. And, he stayed uh, alive and literally had front row, you know, all this going on. And when the fleet passed, eventually a float plane came and got him. And, and uh, this was a couple of days later and, uh, you know, shark infested waters and Admiral Nimitz said to him, uh, well, that's amazing. You're a hero. You should uh, really, uh, you should, uh, uh, you know, really go and tell your story. And he said, uh, he said, well, thank you, Admiral. He says, but, I wouldn't do it again just to lose 26 pounds. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, and she wanted, uh, he wanted her to go continue the legacy and tell the story and, and do public speaking. And she says, what's funny is my mom just found his leather jacket, his, his bomber jacket the other day. So she's going to go out and do that. That was the first one I ever did. So yeah, well, from, uh, I'm from uh, TikTok. So it's been a pretty neat platform for me. Yeah. Very cool. Darren Donahue, the extra large medium. And remember, there's no coincidences. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Thanks, Darren. Thank you all. Appreciate your time. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.